0: Welcome back to Quiet Moments with Quilla, Redefining Life's Chaos, a bi-weekly podcast where I, Quilla, share many of the chaotic moments I've had in my life, eh, like being born with spina bifida, being date-raped uh, as a teen, married young, divorced young, motherhood after 40, and a couple of the brain surgeries, regular stuff, you know? But I take the time to redefine those moments looking through God's view seeing how he was and is always there i never took the time to reevaluate what i was going through until now and it all makes sense when you redefine something you give it a new meaning and a new interpretation the world wants you to feel out of control but god's will god's will is that you put your trust in him with no other major instructions needed proverbs 3 5 and 6 new living translation says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So let's take the time together and redefine chaos because it's sure to come, but God is surely greater. Y'all. All right, it's the day after Easter. Um, <laughs> Y'all all right? Y'all all right? Did we do um social distance Easter or we just wide open because we got the vaccines out here um I know y'all can't respond to this because this is just audio but I just you know small talk y'all all all right um hopefully you guys social distance even with the vaccine which I hesitantly got my first shot and I'm scheduled for my second one soon. um y'all know I don't do shots um flashback from childhood, I don't do shots, but I don't do coronavirus either. So um, I figured, let me let me just go ahead and, and shoot my shot and so let them shoot their shot and see what happens. I got the first one, I'm still alive. <sighs> I'll get the second one and all will be well. So today I want to introduce you guys to someone that I've known for a good little minute we have been, we, we've been, what is it, church members? <laughs> uh, we, we were at the same church a couple times, a couple times throughout the years. <laughs> um, and um, she's, she's pretty cool people, y'all. I You know, I don't really deal with everybody, so she's pretty cool people. And um, just like everybody else, she has experienced some um, humps, lumps, and bumps and I wanted her to share some things with you all, you know, about her life, just to give some encouragement, because that's what we do here. Um, Share a little bit of what she deems as chaotic and, you know, share how God was there and how God is still here. And her name is Belita Robinson. But if you know her, know her, I think she'll let you call her Lita, I think. Yeah? Is that safe to say?
1: yes Lisa, oh.
0: good. hey girl how you doing
1: i'm well thank you how are you i'm,
0: I'm making it i'm making it <laughs> i am covid free so i'm all right how about that <laughs> uh-huh. all right we're gonna we're gonna slide on into this um tell the people a short bio about you like um you don't have to tell your age because you you know how we are it's nobody's business <laughs> but <laughs> Are you are you married? Are you single? How many kids you have? You know you you working? What's with... give me your, your short little bio real quick.
1: Okay, short little bio. Yes, I am married. I have two children, two young tween boys. Um, you ready to fight? Fort Benning. Sorry, I didn't hear that. You ready to fight?
0: You say you got tween boys. You ready to well, fight?
1: Um. No, I'm actually very blessed. I I can tease them a lot and say that they're not the best sometimes. Okay. And and act like they're typical teenagers, but they're really not. I'm really very blessed. They're very respectful. Now, they do have their moments. Yep. And I'm very blessed. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but that doesn't mean that I don't work. Girl, girl, <laughs> they
0: need to talk about that. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. People that's that's
1: work. To, that's work. Okay. Yeah. People mm-hmm. tend to have quite a misconception about stay at home moms, but my life is work. I work <laughs> a lot. And then um because my kids are older, now I am able to do more things for myself. So I am booting quite a few businesses right now. So uh, my life is very chaotic. But this is a good chaos. Okay. This is All a right. Good chaos that's that's good that's good all right
0: so okay so you say you're you're married and you got twin boys and you got you got your hand in a lot of mm-hmm. a different things yes but that's good you know we got to stay busy we gotta was it uh out of mind is the devil's playground we mm-hmm. so yeah. gotta stay busy and there's still a pandemic so we have to make the best of what we have in-house yeah um so, well so are you like starting home-based business or something like what you got mm-hmm. going on
1: Yes. Um one of them I'm not ready to quite disclose just yet. Uh oh she got secret, y'all. Um, All right, okay the ground. Yes. Um I will be starting my tea business next week. I'm okay. making herbal teas, organic teas. Um right now I'm just starting with a few one that will help it for in the morning for energy One at bedtime that will help rest one for cleansing and detoxing and then another for um menstrual issues oh, yeah
0: yeah i might as well put myself on the waiting list for that one okay <laughs> carry on okay that's that's good that's good all right and
1: we have a book that'll be coming out soon oh
0: Y'all can't see my face because this is audio, but I just made a face. We out here becoming authors? What is what?
1: Yeah, that was was a Jesus mandate. That was something that he said, do repeatedly. Uh Repeatedly. It was so bad to the point that I didn't even want to see a prophet. Every Ah! time (laughs) a prophet came to me, they said, write the book. And I'm like, okay, God, I heard you. I'm going to write it, okay? All right. So that's that's well in the making. Um, don't have a drop date yet, but I can say so. Very good,
0: very good. All right, so we're talking about some chaos in the book?
1: Yes. Well, not personal okay. chaos per se. It's more about um, who I've learned myself to be. Very good and who um, I believe the body of Christ is. I heard my apostle say something once. She said that the church, when, and when she says the church, she means the traditional church. Okay. Did a very good job of teaching us who Jesus is, but not a very good job of teaching us who we are in yes. Christ. Okay. So that's the basis of the book. All
0: right, very good. All right. So, since you don't necessarily talk about your life's chaos in the book, um, so it's not an autobiography.
1: No, it's not. Okay, gotcha.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm give you a chance to kind of <laughs> <laughs> put it out there. Let's 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 talk about some stuff. Let's talk about some humps, lumps, and bumps. Um, the most recent thing that I am aware of was probably before the pandemic. When you were hospitalized, um, kind of abruptly, I believe you. Yes. It was you wasn't ready. Well, I don't know if people are ever ready. I mean, come on now. <laughs> but I think this one kind of caught you off guard. Like when I went for the headaches and they talking about surgery in forty eight hours. No, I have a headache.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Give me some Tylenol, and I'm out. I think You're that's kind of cool. like what you you was like. Eh, this hurt. Let me go going on and get a shot or something. And no you they kept you
1: very much similar scenario i thought that i was having an asthma attack okay and i i dealt with asthma as a child but as i got older didn't deal with it so much only usually around this time of year okay when when spring is coming in and all the pollen and everything i might have one or two attacks i might have had one or two attacks and then i'm done so it felt a little different, but to me, it really felt like an asthma attack. And I told my husband, I said, "Just take me to the ER, drop me off. I'm sure they're just gonna give me some you mm-hmm. give me breathe the treatment, and then I'll call you when when they release me."
0: You were having difficulty breathing. What what were your symptoms?
1: Um, my heart rate was elevated, and I was feeling short of breath. Okay. And of course, I was feeling very weak. But when you know, when you're struggling for air, that's that's common. So didn't think too much of it, just thought it was asthma, good treatment. Mm-hmm. Come on back home, get some good sleep, but I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Well, that turned into two weeks in the hospital. Two weeks? Yeah. Um, actually, it was supposed to be two months, but let me back up. Oh, amen. So it turned out that I was in AFib. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with that, atrial fibrillation is when your heart is Racing, resting heart rate is less than 100. It's between 70 and 100. Um, And, you know, when we work out, it's elevated after that. Mine was at workout rate and spiking.
0: Oh, it was moving. It was still going up.
1: Yes, it was not steadily going up, but spiking. So it was was steady at around 180-ish and then all of a sudden it's 2.07 and then it goes back to Okay. So it was was crazy, it was doing that. So they did some tests to try to figure out why and they found out that my thyroid was bad. I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, Graves' disease, and of course that threw a lot of other things out of whack. So I was also diagnosed with hypertension, Arthritis, myalgia, and then they diagnosed me with um, type one diabetes. At first, they said oh. type. 2. Okay. But then, um, after seeing an endocrinologist, he he felt like it was type one, and that is an autoimmune disease. Uh-huh. So it made sense that it went hand in hand with the whole thyroid thing because that's autoimmune as well. So. They rushed me, I went to our local hospital here on Martin Army, we live on post. So that's where I went. They rushed me to St. Francis. And I literally, it scared me so bad because I felt death. Oh, wow. I was dead and I knew it. I knew I was going to die. I knew that death was there for me. And it scared me for two reasons. It scared me first of all, because I was so certain of it. Even, like, how do you know death? You never met death before. You know what I mean? Uh How how are you so sure that you're going to die? So that scared me. And then, number two, I know what expectation does. Come on, come on, talk about it. Magnet. And what you expect to happen is most likely going to happen because that's where your thoughts are. And the world tells us that as a man thinketh in his heart, that's what it is. So it scared me that I felt like I was going to die, but I didn't even know how to shake it. Okay. So they tell me that they're going to admit me. And trying to push my fear aside, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm praying, I'm listening, I'm trying to take in the good education. And then I start feeling a little better. And I'm like, okay, everything's gonna be fine. The next day, my husband and my children came to eat with me, they came and had dinner with me. And I remember feeling bad again after they left, but I don't remember anything afterwards. I'm guessing that the medication just took me out and I just okay. left. Okay. Cool. Well, the next morning, the feeling came back, that that fear and that feeling of death being near. Okay. So I called my apostle and I told her, I said, apostle, I just don't feel right. I just don't, I, I, I feel like I am going to die. Like, wow. I just, I don't feel right. And she began to do what she does, yeah. you know, my apostle. Yeah. She just started speaking the word over me. She just started quoting scripture and speaking who I am and what Christ has done for me. Just speaking those things in my ear. And while she's speaking, they're taking me all over the hospital running tests. I was, um, I think I had like four tests during that time. So on the elevator, she got cut off. Oh yeah, okay. And so I'm trying to replay all the stuff that I've heard her say in my head and I'm repeating it out loud to myself. I am healed by his stripes. I am the redeemed of the Lord. The enemy has no power over me just repeating those things to myself. That's the last thing I remember. Which what? That's the last thing I remember is going around, having those tests. I remember having an EKG. I remember them doing some type of radiation test. I remember them doing an ultrasound on my neck to, to, to check the thyroid. And there was a specific nurse she was assigned to me to take me around. I remember her face, I don't remember her name. I remember telling her that I was getting hungry. And I remember her telling me that because I'm on a special diet, I'll eat first. That's the last thing I remember. So fast forward to I'm guessing about four and a half days later
0: wait you so you missed four days you missed four days
1: yeah i actually missed more than four days it was actually more like five days because a little before i don't remember and then a little after i don't remember so i'm in like a dream state and it's weird because in, in the dream state, I was in and out of a lot of weird places. And looking back on that, I realized it was the enemy. It was partially drugs. <laughs> Good yeah. because I was elucidated. Well, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it was the enemy trying to, trying to mess with my mind. I realized yes. that looking back. But in the moment, it was just like I said, it was a lot of fear. I was in a lot of darkness. And um, towards the end before Um, coming back to myself, I was in a movie theater. It was like a dream state. I was like, I guess half conscious because in expressing what I experienced to my family, they were like, yeah, that happened, but it didn't happen quite the way I remember. Um, I was in a movie theater and I couldn't get out of my seat. And I remember seeing the silhouettes of my parents. I couldn't make out their faces, but I could make out their shapes enough to know that it was them. Mm-hmm. And my dad had my hand and he said, you know, you can get up. If you wanna get up, I can help you up. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to tell him I can't. And I remember not being able to speak, but I kept trying to tell him I can't get out of my seat. But um, what was really happening at the moment never crossed my mind. I never thought coma, like that that didn't resonate while I was in it. Yes. It wasn't until I woke up and I heard the word coma, I was like, wait, I was in a coma? So that's when I learned that I had been in a coma for four days. So I don't remember just before the coma. I don't remember just after the coma. So all of that is, all of those things are still being filled in by my family because I just, I just don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have the blessing to run into the nurse who coded me. She came in and I don't know if, if anybody listening is familiar with St. Francis Hospital, but I did not realize that it was a quote Christian hospital. I did not know that. they actually come over the intercom in the mornings and in the evenings the chaplain prays over the intercom and a lot of the nurses are christian a lot of them truly and really are faithful people who who believe in the name of jesus Mm. this lady came in and she said to me she said i know you don't remember me but i'm the one who discovered you not doing quite well she said, and I can't describe it. She said, you were on your way out of here. He said, I saw you dying, but something in me knew that you weren't supposed to. And I just started praying. Yep. And I'm like, wow, God. Come on. Wow. It is, it's just amazing that I ended up in the presence of all these godly people who knew the right thing to do. So, even though she was trained in science, yes, she knew mm. God mm. and she began to pray. While she was doing, checking my vitals, while she was calling for the other nurses and the doctors, she was praying over me.
0: She knew science. Totally she trying. believed in science and she knew
1: God. Yes.
0: yes. Absolutely. Yes. Come
1: on. Absolutely. She said everything dropped. She said all of my numbers were just super duper low. So my mom tells me that i was acting very irate and i think you know me well enough to know that that's just not that's not me <laughs> oh i'm like wait a minute what you what how
0: that mm-hmm. you even
1: look yeah like i'm just like what but i learned later on that it was because my sugar dropped because that's what would happen when my sugar dropped they had me on narcotics now i believe that drugs intensify your personality they make you oh. act more of who you are
0: okay that's gonna when be my you're... story that's what i'm gonna tell you <laughs> yes say that again for other
1: people but Drink. but when your sugar <laughs> drops your personality changes okay it's it's different it's like you become a whole nother person and they say that i was i was trying to pull ivs out of my arm and and talking loud and saying things like they just don't understand i'm in so much pain like they had to sedate me so When they tried to wake me the next morning, the doctor couldn't wake me up. Okay. And he was poking me in the chest and he was saying this should hurt her. I should be getting a a reaction from her because of all the tubes and things that they had in me. He said it should be painful. So she should at least flinch, but it's like she's not even feeling it. So my mom asked, can I try? And she said that she tried to wake me and when she couldn't wake me, you know mom yeah yeah she kind of lost it a little bit and then when they asked them to leave the room of course that made it even worse so i had to be intubated um i was on a breathing machine and i was in a coma for four days um upon waking is when i received all these katrillion diagnoses Mm -hmm. and they put me on all this medication and told me that i could possibly be in the hospital for two months they felt like i would have to learn how to walk again and um they were going to have to teach me how to care for myself um turns out i was only in yeah. hospital for about two weeks
0: come on come on jesus
1: and i did not have to learn how to walk again i had to gain strength of course back in my legs i had been in bed for a couple of weeks and not moving a lot so i had to regain strength in my muscles and i'm actually still regaining strength in my muscles um So you know what what year
0: what year was this i don't i don't remember
1: this was the end of 2019
0: okay the end of 2019 so almost
1: Mm -hmm. like right before the pandemic right before the pandemic okay right after the pandemic is when they um told me really how bad my thyroid was it was grossly enlarged like huge your thyroid is a little butterfly shaped gland and it's actually about the size of a butterfly it's very small mine was about the size of a fist yeah what causes, so, that? What causes the
0: enlargement
1: they don't know oh. they don't know hyperthyroidism and, and Graves' disease is one of those things that's pretty random like there's nothing you can do to really cause it okay there's nothing you can do to really prevent it it's just one of those those random things okay. so um they took it out in March okay so um I am now doing very well very so you're well. about
0: a year a year post
1: a year post yes Okay. Um, okay. actually I want to say about five days ago maybe a year
0: okay very good
1: I am no longer on any medication. None? None. I take a supplement for my thyroid. Because I don't have a thyroid, I have to have something to act as a thyroid. So that one pill is all I take.
0: Yes.
1: And that's coming from about 28 pills a day. Whoa. Plus two types of insulin.
0: So
1: you're not on insulin or anything? I'm not on insulin. Oh my god. Oh my god. It is normal. I'm not in any pain. Um, When I say that I'm still in recovery, um, what I'm referring to is um, muscle stuff, like physical stuff. Um, For anyone who's experienced trauma, I know you've experienced trauma, you understand that recovery from that isn't like recovering from a broken arm. you recover from like a broken arm it's a steady climb you get better and better every day when you're recovering from trauma it's roller coaster yeah some days you feel like you could run through a brick wall and some days you're lying in bed and rolling over feels like a task (laughs) (laughs) feels like a brick wall yes Yes. lord yes lord there there there's
0: like ptsd you know also um when when it's when a major medical thing happens unexpectedly,
1: mm-hmm. mm-mm.
0: add on the fact that you got kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, 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 yeah, mm-mm. it can be a uh, lot.
0: Yeah, so you mm-hmm.
1: know, it, <laughs> when
0: you start feeling stuff. You're like, wait a minute, Lord, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> 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 a lot.
0: What you doing?
1: Yeah. Okay. But so. I we, before we started recording, I believe you you said something about how you realize God was always there yeah. and and how um a lot of the things we go through are not for us. Yes. Yeah. And so looking back on it and and having God in my ear, I understand now that what I went through is because of who I am. I because of what God has placed in me, first of all, I have to have a testimony. Come
0: on.
1: First, first I of all, I
0: can't throw nothing at my computer. No,
1: I, I can't. I need a testimony, number one, because that's just people. Right? If if you don't have a good marriage, don't talk to me about mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes, people Lord. are like, if you haven't haven't been through this, I really can't can't hear you. So, shouldn't be listening to you. Right. For people, <laughs> Yes. for people, yes. I have to have a testimony. So that's the first thing. And also for myself, it pushed me into knowing and understanding who I really am and the power that I possess because of Christ in me. Mm-hmm. So it's changed my life, it's changed my terminology, it's changed the way. That I deal with people, there are a lot of things that you won't hear me say anymore. You won't hear me say I'm sick. Hmm. Because that's a declaration. And I refuse to declare that. Anything that starts with I am is a declaration. Yes. And I refuse to declare I am sick. No, I'm not. Even if I feel bad, even if my head hurts, even if, you know, we have feelings. Yes. Things do come up, things yes. do happen but my confession is I am healed because that's what the word says about me. So even though it was chaos, so much came out of it. It really propelled me into who I am and it's helping me to help other people understand who they are. They get to look at my life and see that I'm not just some, some Jesus freak. Speaking psycho babble, come
0: on, saying
1: things with nothing following it. Yeah, I you have your
0: receipts, papers. that's what I said. Oh, I got the receipts, I got
1: I got receipts, <laughs> honey, physical
0: scars, mental scars, bill <laughs> bottles, you know, yes. discharge papers. I got the receipts. I'm not lying the, on Jesus.
1: Got is the receipts really that, is. yeah, and this is really who he is and who he is in me and who he has caused me to be
0: girl, girl, I'm over here writing, trying to, trying to, I'm, I'm retaining because it's you know, some stuff I didn't know. And then I'm writing because there's some stuff I needed to know for, for just me. Um. Wow. Yeah. Because when you, you know, you and I don't talk, talk that often. So we, we see what's going on with each other on Facebook or, or whatever, so I'm like, all right, okay. So this is happening, this is happening. But of course we don't go into major detail uh, um, about everything, <clears throat> right? Um, so I knew about the coma. You know, I knew I knew some stuff, but when you said I felt death, I don't think I was ready for that.
1: Mm, um, neither was I. <laughs> damn,
0: <laughs> because when you know, because we we've been to the same church, so we've we've been under the same you know leadership. Um, when you know how God speaks, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you know how you, how he speaks to you, and then you say things like, I felt death and, and now you're, you're, you're fighting because I I feel this. I know what you said. (laughs) Okay. So I am dead smack in the middle of, I feel death on the left or whichever. And I know what you said on the right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At this point, I'm afraid to even move. You know, I I don't want to move because if I make the wrong move, or if I if I hear something a little louder, or or whatever, it literally is life or life or death. Um, had you not been, we can't pour from an empty cup had you not already had something to sustain you, the minute you felt death, that that was it. That was it. That was Mm -hmm. it. You know, he kept you, he gave you enough strength for you to ask for help. Mm -hmm. That's what I can appreciate about the the situation of how he was there Mm
1: -hmm. and how
0: he is currently here because you, you on the other side, you know, you're 365 out of this. Telling your story. Um, but he gave you that strength because there are times where you you people are just helpless, hopeless, strengthless. You mm-hmm. know, um we know our help comes from God. Do do we have sense enough in those moments to ask?
1: Now, personally, I can say yes. Then, no not so much but it was because of that situation that i can now say yes looking back on it i actually realized that god gave me the key out the door before the enemy tried to lock it and i realized that he always has done that that's what he always does he always gives us the answer before the test always but i never realized that until this situation so rewind to right before I went into the hospital the first time when I went in and, and ended up in the coma. About two days before that, I was actually in Conyers at my church for my apostle's birthday. She had a birthday gala. And I had run into Apostle Delion, Apostle Alberto Delion. If you're not familiar with him, look him up. He's amazing. I love him. But um
0: <laughs> is he is he kind of light light
1: skinned? Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him in
0: conference. Okay, yep.
1: I love him so much. He's good okay. people. but seeing him reminded me of a word that he had given me um, at the beginning of 2019. January 2019, January 28th to be exact. no 27th to be exact. January 27, 2019. We had a service uh, conference that was called an expansion. Service was about expanding the kingdom. And at the very beginning of the evening, you know, there are a lot of prophet chasers out there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my apostle made an announcement, this this is not that kind of show. This ain't it. All these prophets are here to prophesy to the house. They're here to prophesy to the body. They are not here to prophesy to you. <laughs> so we're saying that
0: just that, was,
1: by that. That was the gist of it. Yep. Well, it was a beautiful, I mean, beautiful conference. It was amazing. We had such an awesome, powerful time in God. And there, there were um about eight or nine apostles and prophets in attendance. And each of them spoke over the house. Now, there were maybe three or four people who received an individual word, but she was right. They came to prophesy over the house. Well, just as we're getting ready to close, who's pointed out?
0: Ha, <laughs> you.
1: This person. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Deleon calls me to the front, and he says to me, there is something that was trying to kill you to the point that it was, that it almost did. It took you out, it almost took you out. And he said, but God said they got the wrong one. And basically what he was saying to me is, um, whatever this was that was trying to kill you will not prevail. And, And there was so much more in that prophecy, I actually have it recorded and I actually listen to it often because it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been life to me. Those words just reverberating all the time. But it wasn't until after coming home and listening to that prophecy on my phone again that I realized he was talking in January about the situation that happened in August. He oh. prophesied something that hadn't happened yet. And God had already told me, this isn't going to kill you.
0: Mm. The answer before the question, the answer to the
1: test. So now when you talk about making that right move in the moment, because I know that now, because I know that at some point, even if I can't remember it right this moment, Uh I know that he's already given me the answer. I know that what I need for this test is already in me. I know that now so it would be ridiculous for me to panic it would be crazy for me to have a fit and start crying and start praying out of frustration and fear because you know we we can do that sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. and just start acting like babies but understand go back to the fact that he's already put it in me so all i gotta do is pull it out of me
0: amen Ah already in just pull it out
1: just pull it out it's already
0: in boy boy if you didn't redefine this here chaos
1: <laughs> today <laughs> hey, boy, oh, um, god yeah
0: if you didn't redefine your chaos on today for me and for the people and for the listeners i'm sorry i won't be selfish it wasn't just for me <laughs> i'll share with the people um Wow. You know, I, I didn't know where we were going to go with, you know, everything, but Jesus knew, he knew, he knew, he knew what you needed to release. Um, and I, I know that whoever is listening, um, pulled something from this because every situation, um, every experience does not have to be exactly the same. Someone else's situation may not be medical. It may be financial. Mm-hmm. You know, they may think they owe the bank five hundred, and then get a letter that says five thousand, which is mm-hmm. us going to the hospital thinking it's minor when mm-hmm. it's major. But mm-hmm. the same rules apply.
1: The same principle.
0: Yeah, it's it's yes. it's there. You know, um, when you when you said that chaos propelled you, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I so appreciate you taking the time to give little on me a couple of minutes of of your life and your story Um, because Mm -hmm. I think I reached out to you like, who was it a year ago? I reached Mm -hmm. out to you a while ago when I kind of first started. I had people in mind. I was like, yep, yep, yep. yep." People need to know um, because one thing I also, with my journey and with the things that God is is having me to do, um, I want people to understand that um there there's the cliche you don't have to look like what you've gone through
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it when you have god you don't look like what you've gone through yeah. that's what you know <laughs> yeah. looking at you there's no way people would know you you experienced being in a coma just a year mm-hmm. ago you know um So people, people really, you know, being, being a Christian, trusting God, it is not a walk in the park. It's not every day. Yes, Jesus loves me. All will be well all the time. But that mindset, that, that mindset that I am mindset, that Mm -hmm. renewing your mind, um, and speaking, we have to speak things. Yes. not just see things not just hear things or know things we have to speak things so whatever it is that someone may be um needing just speak it pull it out you know it's it's already in
1: mm-hmm.
0: pull it out you have that power and if you don't have that power i guarantee you gotta send help i guarantee you
1: mm-hmm.
0: somebody has the other part of what you need
1: absolutely
0: um you know, pride, humility, embarrassment. No, nope, nope. Call somebody. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm 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 falling off. Like this ain't. I can't. I don't even know where to pray. I don't know. I don't know what page God want me to to look at with mm-hmm. this situation. What you what you got? Right. You know, some sometimes there are prayers that's just Lord. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I, I don't even got a clue um but you know you knew you know you go before us you are already on the other side of this just i'm I'm coming i'm I'm coming I, i'll I'll get there um oh Lord yeah I can't wait for th- I can't wait for this book I'm like super excited girl. I can't wait for this book because I, I, I see I see some things we're talking about it when the camera goes off. I see some things. I see some things. Amen. Um, yeah, we're not gonna tell a lot, of but all the things. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we, we gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Um, because you you said everything that was needed to be said um, about, you know, like I said, how God was and is always there. You redefined your chaos, you are um Since the chaos propelled you on the other side, now you are a pusher for someone else. You are an encourager for someone else. You are someone else's, um, you know, light. Mm -hmm. You are someone else's faith. Mm -hmm. We don't ask for this. We don't ask for this. I know I didn't. We don't ask for this. Um, But when you realize the mantle that's on you, when you realize, all right, here it is, Mm -hmm. um, then you go forth. You, you kind of have no choice. Yeah. How dare either? You know, how dare we not? Right. What risk would we be taking? How much blood would be on our hands if we didn't?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there is no. I'm, I'm to the point now where there is no justifiable reason to tell God no. There's not. Um, it took me a minute. I was like, "What you? What you mean, Lord? All right, you're scared, but you're doing it in my strength." You don't have the sources. I am the resource. Oh, all right. All right. I see where you're going with this, Jesus. All right. All right. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Yes, sir. On it. Um, So, yeah, like I said, thank you for taking the time to share your story and your glory with the people. Um, Hopefully, your book will be out. Are, Are you expecting for it to be out in 2021?
1: Maybe towards the end of um, 2021
0: yeah okay I'll, I'll definitely share whatever it is that you share when it comes out um but in the meantime people mm, www.floodgatepurposeandpassions.com check it out see what's popping uh, I've got my poetry book um previous podcast episodes and all kinds of merchandise also you can check me out on all social medias I am on tiktok I probably should not have done that because I've gotten I baby. I need, I need to be delivered from the TikTok. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I ain't lying. I am not lying. Anyways, my Facebook is Jaquila Hunter Matthews. Matthews has one T. My Instagram handle is Q-U-I-L-L-A-H, the number 75. And my Twitter and TikTok handles are msmiga 75. Share my pages and my website on your social media because it's free y'all. It, it don't cost to support, it don't cost to share. Click the button, share the good news. <laughs> Sounds like I'm Jesus spoke for a person. Share the good news, we got some good things for you. Tell your folks to tell their folks and then all the folks will know that Jesus is doing something pretty dope out here, okay? Now, come back two weeks, 14 days. That will be April 19th because I will have another great guest that knows a lot about a lot and she can articulate it so very well. You you gotta just hear the way she spins. You're like, man, I'm broken, I'm poor. She gonna revamp it and, and make you think you don't want the lottery the way she twists and turns things in Jesus name. Um, So I need you guys to come back please and thank you on April 19th. And of course I will still be here redefining the chaos that was once in my life because thank God for the victory. The chaos ends now. I am no longer considering what I've been through as chaos. I'm choosing to redefine situations and circumstances, realizing that the chaos brought me closer And the redefining of such gives me total reassurance in my God. And through it all, I am still smiling. All right. All right, people.